0: Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our most recent podcast on the Sophisticated Property Investing Podcast from Ethical Property Partners. My name is Frank Flegg. I am your host and founder today and I have the wonderful Mr. Ian Jackson all the way from Belfast. Welcome, sir. Good to meet you. Ian, we recently recorded a podcast where just at the end you dropped in that uh, you had finished your build from start to finish on, on your own home for yourself and your lovely wife in eight months. And I think that's pretty amazing for, you know, your principal primary residence. And I asked the question on that podcast, well, how many new builds have you done? And I have to admit, I didn't know the answer. A bit risky maybe to ask questions on a podcast that you don't know the answer to. But you had overseen maybe uh, the building of your first home when you were newly married 30 odd years ago and your father-in-law uh, was a builder and had actually done the vast majority of it. And now at the age of 67, you've done really your first development on your own two feet since then, uh, sadly, your uh, your father-in-law's not, not around anymore. So I wanted to invite you back in to really ask you for your advice about development and we'll get into the, the nitty gritty of that particular build, um, And am am I right in thinking you're building one next door as well soon?
1: Yes. yes. So
0: that'll be a really, (laughs) might be a good exercise for you to go, right, I would do this the same. I wouldn't do this the same. But before we do, we jump into that particular build. I think property education is a very faddy industry. You only have to spend some time on YouTube and see the adverts popping up. And as soon as you clicked on one property ad, you'll see a load of competing ones. And they're all often trying to sell a shortcut to more money in less time. And they're trying to make out is really, really simple. And they're trying to be trendy. And that's what I mean by fashionable. So a few years ago, it was rent to rent. A few years before that, it was lease options and purchase lease options and sandwich lease options. Um, a few years before that, it was no money down purchasing and same day refinancing. Um, and I think the flavor of the, the day at the moment is development. A lot of people are banging on about development. And so my first question to you in is, is it justified? I've heard people say that you've got traditional investing, sophisticated, which traditional investors make the least money out of property investors, still make good money compared to other investors, but traditional investing where you pay market value and you buy on day one and you get your 5, 10% ROI, that's the worst type of investing in property. Then you've got the sophisticated investor who makes more money. And then you've got the developer who makes even more money. Now, I'll lay out where I'm at on this, and but I'm happy to be uh, wrong and I'm happy for us to disagree. I've seen too many developers lose money on developments to agree with that as a cast iron golden rule. But what what's your take on this massive, can we use the word, obsession with development at the moment?
1: Well, I wouldn't necessarily have an obsession with development because I think um, when you're doing maybe 10 or 20 uh, together, that's a big, big ask when you haven't done any before. The success will be the people you use, as it is in everything else in life. We're only as, as good as, as as the 10 people we work with uh, around us every day. I've just been very fortunate to get the right people around me to do this. You know, um, The architect that did the job was one of my franchisees, uh, one of my partners here, and um, he very kindly introduced me to um, a, a builder, and, um, that's where my successes came from. And, uh, the reason I decided to do it was I want to see could I do it. Um, I had ground for sale. I, I got, uh, planning permission. I got two building sites passed on this particular piece of ground that I've owned from. I was, well, I was reared in the, in the farm beside it. So I've had, had this field for a lifetime. I've decided it's, it's a fight to get planning permission in a rural area. I decided we would have a go at it, and uh, I got the planning permission. And then I just wasn't in the mood for doing anything at that particular time because uh, we were still living in the one that my father-in-law uh, was involved in, in helping us to build. And uh, so, but we decided we needed to, well, we, we, our mortgage came to a, a conclusion uh, because we had a 25-year mortgage, and the the uh, uh, the, the deal was up. And uh, like you were saying, I think one of the other. Uh, interviews that we did you know when you get to uh, into your 60s it's difficult to get a mortgage so it is so we decided we'd sell that house um i pulled together some assets i have and, and the plan is to be able to build a new house and maybe not have any borrowings or very little um so uh, that that was my, my my goal having said that it wasn't uh, the plan to go ahead and build right away. with the sites on the market for sale. The efforts we were getting for it were, were well in my mind, ridiculous. We, we got to the stage where I had a, a, someone who was offering me for the whole sites, And uh, so I was, at a, I, I was at a crossroads. Do I agree to take this money or do I do it myself? So usually when I come to a junction like that, I usually decide, let's go for it because there's nothing to lose you know, because um, I really own the site, it's already past for planning. So um, I decided not to sell and I bought them out myself. And then in the process of that, my wife and I decided, okay, if you're going to build a new house, well, that, that's, that's how it one of them for ourselves. So we've customised it uh, to um, her taste. Um, and of course, when I say her taste, you know, there's no point. Uh, us men don't have a lot to say when it comes to Building a house, especially in the inside, <laughs> um, you, learn you, know. very, you learn that very quickly. But um, w- w- but the big plus with building a new house is the first big thing is you don't have to pay that on everything. That's a massive saving. You know, that alone is going to take 35 grand of it. It's just amazing what, what what the saving of that is. And um, so, as I said, the, the, the big thing is, is finding the right people. work with we've had such a a, a great um, uh, accommodation with this builder you know we're 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 bringing him a plans of a of of a local uh, uh, build of seven apartments and uh, if we can make that work we're going to buy that and build it out as well so um obviously you're going to ask some questions how find the builder and stuff like that so i'll hand back
0: to you to see where you want to go next first of all i tell you what you should be a politician mate i heard um snippets of uh, boris johnson in the house of commons uh, yesterday he's got nothing on you for avoiding a question i'll tell you <laughs> so um that was all fascinating but the question i asked was um is the hype surrounding development and i take your point actually development you know is banded around as a as a as a phrase i agree with you you know 10 20 units that's a development Building one property or two or three, hmm, is that development? But let's just stick with, you know, building from scratch as our definition of development for today. I think that's how most of the industry is now using the the word. Is the hype surrounding it justified? Is it and, and you've 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 answered parts of it. So you said, you know, yeah. well, there's a massive saving because of VAT. Um, but is it where the majority of property investors should go in your opinion
1: definitely not I'll tell you why on the same road there's there's a a, a builder's bill uh, is, is in the same time as me building a bungalow for uh, to, to sell and um he started on site and all of a sudden he was he was in a swamp and he had the pilot and that cost him 20 grand
0: he had to what pilot uh, Yep. put piles in right because Sorry. it was insufficiently drained then it was too wet, yeah, was it?
1: Well, there was nothing to support the house the ground was soft so you definitely don't want to leave lightly i mean i my attitude was well um you know it's for me so we'll find if something crops up we'll find some way around it
0: you've got significant resources behind you in terms of money significant resources in terms of um your power team to call upon experts if something goes awry, you've got a track record behind you. You've got great cash flow from your portfolio. There's a lot of things there that de-risk it for you. Yeah. The, the number of people I've spoken to, they've they've remortgaged their their home. They don't have any passive income coming in, and they're putting everything into development that's their first one that's highly likely to not go to plan, you know, and and they only make money if plan A, B and C all come off. And I, I just almost fear for them. Well, I do. I fear for them that if it doesn't go perfectly well, they lose money and they've, they've not got anything behind it. Um, a friend of mine was caught. That was the word he, the word he used or the phrase he used was caught with with his pants down. Um, where he ha- he was building out um i think it was over 100 flats building out over 100 flats uh, not not far from here in the uh in the midlands and uh, at the start of the pandemic and it was tough you know he had it on bridging you know there's significant lending there obviously it's a pretty center of the town uh, development so not not small numbers and he had to mothball it for a long time. And then the number of uh, contractors you could have on site dropped through the floor. You know, at one point you could only have about 10% of your normal workforce on site because of social distancing and stuff. Um, then you had all the problems with materials getting, going up in value materials, being hard to source really, really tough couple of years. And he has a property education business, which brings in a solid amount of money every single month. And he said to me, he's actually his business partner said to me, um, That passive income, and it's, it's passive for them because they don't do the delivery. You know, they've, they've got a marketing team, they've got a sales team, they've got a training team. So it's kind of passive for them. The business partner, um, was saying it's that passive income every month that just takes the weight off your shoulders. It's Mm. okay if stuff goes wrong, because so long as the fundamentals of your business are fine you're going to have some developments that don't quite go to plan. You're going to have some that go amazingly well and you, you, you make a bit more than you you'd even hoped for, but overall it doesn't scare you, you know? And, and that's, that's, I think what you're talking about there in, if it hadn't gone to plan and it cost you 40 or 50 grand more, you know, you, you would have just taken that in your stride. It would have been a bit of a, a shame, but, but that's that. And I agree with you, by the way, I think most people that are going on, development education at the moment are probably a little premature they're probably they would probably be better off building themselves a bit of a passive income building themselves a bit of a an equity base and then if if they have an interest in it so there's two things for me actually one is if you're making money from sophisticated property investing just keep making money from sophisticated property investing don't change something that's not broken Mm. um and i think there's a lot to be said for that However, if you're wanting to learn something new, you're up for a new challenge and you have an interest and a passion in development, brilliant. Then go educate yourself on on development um, because I think it's all about enjoying the, the journey. And so then... Once you've got those fundamentals in place, once you've kind of cut your teeth on things, generally don't go exactly as you expect them to. Things are often gonna, you know, life's often gonna throw you a curveball, especially in property. Then you can go and uh, and explore your your development. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. That that the hype is is just that it's it's hot air in a lot of cases. That doesn't mean you can't make great money from development. It doesn't mean that it's not the right thing for for some people to do, but I think it does mean that it's not the right thing for a lot of people to do. So let's use the example of the guy on your same street who has not found it plain sailing. I don't know how well you know him, but what have you done that he's not done? Or what has he done that you've not done that has led to you bringing yours in on budget, bringing it in on time, you know, eight months start to finish is pretty awesome for your first development as well. What well, what do you think the differences are between you and he?
1: Well, he's an experienced uh, developer, um, and just he, he didn't do his research well enough when he bought the site to confirm what the underground was like. You know, um, he, he obviously just decided it was okay. Um, I didn't do the same either, uh, so I didn't, but I know there was rocking it. And, and I nearly had. I mean, we've spent uh, probably extra two weeks of uh, digger work digging out the rock. So I had a similar problem, which just didn't cost me as much. This, this is what development is about. What you see above, what you see above the ground is can be very different from what's actually below it. And then, of course, if it's if it's hard, it's it's, it's easier to dig out. Uh, and uh, but if it's soft, then and it's very soft, then you know you can't just fill it in with a little hard fill. You have to. Uh, pilot and and, you know uh, that has to be done by a a recognized contractor that can bring it up to building control specifications so that means that the builder himself couldn't go and do it he had to bring in an outside contractor that uh, of course they could determine what they wanted to charge him for it
0: if i was coming to you and i was saying look i want to do um I want to build my own house. I want to do my first development. You know, um, maybe not me (laughs) because I've done quite a few, but (laughs) if we used um, someone who's not done a development before and they're coming to you and they're saying, Ian, I want to do my first development. Where should I start? How, who do I need to recruit? How do I recruit them? How do I bring in my own house on budget and on time? It's a detached house, in Three bedrooms, four bedrooms? Four Four bedroom detached house. What would you be saying to them?
1: You have to make sure you've got
0: the right power
1: team. You haven't got your power team, you're nothing. That takes years. Well, not takes experience to find that person. As I said, we I was fortunate to find the the architect uh, first of all, and then uh, he introduced me to the builder that he's worked with for quite a number of years, and he's turned out to be an absolute uh, success story. You know, very easy to work with, and uh, has got great. He brings in his power team. He actually doesn't employ any of them. He he does this from a a very different point of view. Uh, this is this is a, a a developer who banks himself a salary per month for managing the, the job, but has other has all the other trades coming in to do the work at, at a fixed price. Now, what I mean by fixed price is he he coded the the uh, 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 for doing the build. Of course, like the electrical uh, contractor, the plumber. And um, you know uh, the the grounds people and uh, the digger support all that was was in the in the quotation. So it was, but obviously what he wasn't coding for was was finish. You know, that kitchen and bathrooms and that sort of stuff. He did quote for fitting on, but he he left that open for us to decide what we wanted, which was very very flexible. You know, but obviously when we're buying all that stuff, we're 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 going to buy it and charging it to. The builder, so that he can charge us back, uh, you know, the net price. So he's, he's claiming the VAT as if he was the one who supplied it into the house. So it's a very different way of working with a uh, and uh, with the builder than what you would normally do. You know, normally mm-hmm. the builder comes in and says, right, you know, this is this is what I'm going to do, um, and this is the way it's going to be, as it were. Where this has been a, a negotiation through each step, and you know, ha- if we wanted to change something. That's not an issue, you know, so long as we know in time that there's no structural change needs to be done. Uh, you know, so and, uh, you know, he's got a good team of, of, of people that work with them and have worked with them for over 20 years. You know, so have a very high respect for them and uh, they're very uh, exemplary in the work they do.
0: If I'm hearing you right, you picked a good architect who actually referred you to a, a no win, no fee architect to get the planning. Is that right?
1: yeah that's
0: right yeah because it was going to be a challenging site and the no win no fee architect took you on so he obviously thought he could get you planning and, and he did he got you planning for two dwellings two detached dwellings in on a greenfield site which is pretty awesome just out of interest what would a normal architect have cost you in in that area to do that planning application and what did the no win no fee i'm guessing he's more expensive because he's got oh, you know yeah. the chance of not getting anything yeah
1: well you you for for submitting uh, outline planning permission uh, for two sites may cost you I don't know two two and a half grand.
0: Yes, um, that's about the same as I pay. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. He was all.
0: All right, so four or five grand. Yeah. No, no, no. He was five and a half
1: grand. Five and a half
0: grand. Okay. So, and I think that's reasonable because some of those he's not going to get planning on and he's going to have done a load of work for, for nothing. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. I didn't know that existed in in architects, actually, which is um, it's good to know. Every day's a school day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then which of those two architects? We'll give Ian um, Crocker a, a shout out because he's obviously uh, yeah. an EPP partner and, and yeah. was your initial architect. Um, yeah. Did he introduce you to the builder or did the no-win-no-fee guy?
1: No, no, he did. No, the no-win-no-fee guy was, was turned out, after he got the site. he was going to be extremely expensive.
0: Yes, yes. Extremely expensive. So Probably
1: reason. three times what Ian Crocker turned out to be.
0: Yeah, so once you'd got the planning, you then reverted back to Ian, who was sorting you out. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so Ian introduced you to the builder. You sat down with the builder. Now, if I, get, if I understand the process correctly, the builder just... Invoices you monthly for his fees. Yes, and then everything else is done on an open book basis. Yeah. Is that right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you mind me asking what the builder charges a month to project manager? A grand a month. Wow, that is good. How yeah. many projects? I I thought you could have been paying. Easy. Five yeah. times that. Five grand. Uh, yeah. times- yeah, five grand a month would have been uh, probably still worth it, I imagine. <laughs> um, so, how many jobs is he running at a time? He would
1: he running three or four jobs at a time. Cool,
0: mm. amazing. He does that for a grand uh, a month. So he's bringing all the trades in. Uh, is he doing the ordering for you of materials? Yes. Yep. Wow. And then you just he at the end of each month he just invoices you everything he spent basically. Correct. Sure. Yeah. Cool. That's amazing. Excellent. So you've got your builder. You've now got your um, your other trades coming in. Um, how much time did you spend either with the architect or then the builder or both, um, making sure everyone was on the same page? no I
1: don't have the time. I'm busy running the franchise here and, and running my properties. It's, it's mm. only in the last uh, week or for the next three weeks. I'm going to be very tight. You know because we're getting to the finish and we're seeing things that we might want different. You know, just this morning we decided uh, that we're, the perimeter was just going to be a wire uh, fence with hedge on it. But mm-hmm. we decided that we would uh, put some uh, sheep wire on it if people understand what that, <laughs> what that means. <laughs> and that is because there's dogs around us and we have a dog and we don't want the dogs straying in. We don't want our, want our dog straying out. Mm-hmm. So I was speaking to the, uh, the grounds guy this morning at, at sort of just after eight o'clock. Uh, it turned out he was at the wholesaler, so he was able to grab a couple, uh, a couple of, of, uh, of, of rolls of, uh, of, of sheep wire so that that will keep any vermin out and, and keep any vermin in.
0: <laughs> so I don't know what sheep wire is. I know what chicken wire okay. is and I know what pig wire is, but well, I don't she- know what sheep wire is. What's sheep wire? Chicken wire
1: same as, chick, wha- chicken, wha- sheep wire is the same as chicken wire, only it's, it's a much stronger wire.
0: Okay. You know, check, so them it, you,
1: check them while you could you could crush you, you your hand.
0: Yeah. Uh, shoot why you wouldn't. Uh, okay. So it's still a little hexagonal um, yeah. shape. But it's yeah. uh, yeah. stronger. Gotcha. Every day is a school day. <laughs> I've got through my whole life not knowing what shoot well, why I was. <laughs> Excellent. So, you've mentioned you've got your next um plot now and you've yes. decided to do them sequentially so you've yes. done this one and then you're going to do the next one why was that in because presumably you would have had an economy of scale of doing two at the same time
1: well I didn't have the resources to do them both at the same time I was I didn't want to commit to the builder to upset him should it, should I not be able to come up with the funds in time so that's the only reason why it's uh, it, it was it was parked out it's the fines are in for it already, so and the kids ordered the kids do May again, so uh um, you know, so we're we're all singing, all dancing with it.
0: Mm. I think that's so wise in. I think a lot of people would have thought, Oh, just crack on. I'll I'll find the money later on, you know, i I'll, I'll make it work. But the pressure of doing that and like you say, the damage then to relationships when you have to keep people waiting or yeah. can't live up to your uh, your commitments i think it's very wise um to to do them one after the other so and of course you've got the benefit of having done one you can yeah. use the learnings on that one to do yeah. the next one so yeah. what have you learned what will you do differently what will you do the same actually
1: there's not a much well the changes that we have made in this one was because my wife decided that what she wanted the next one's going to be uh more standard so it'll be a walk in the park because I uh, will not be doing a, the kitchen design and, and that sort of uh, expenditure mm. that my wife wanted and, and that's fine, I'm delighted she, she, she's getting what she wants because mm. this is definitely going to be the last house that her and I are likely to live in mm. you know, we're both moving on in the years you know, we're 41 years married this year so <laughs> congratulations
0: uh, we're, mate we're moving,
1: we're moving on, so we are mm. So, uh, but at least it means that the uh, you know that, that we've established a property for for life and it doesn't mean to say we'll, we'll stay there for life but it's pretty likely we will
0: mm. yeah know, but
1: the next one's going to be more standard build I don't mean standard and, and it's cheap I mean standard and that you know we'll not be uh, spending uh, you know like uh, special crafted things for the kitchen and stuff like that and uh, you know bathrooms are a little higher spec and you know all that sort of stuff and uh that won't be necessary for the next one you
0: know so what yeah, yeah. absolutely guys if you are interested in seeing this house in uh in the flesh ian and i did a youtube video a youtube episode uh at the property on location just a few months ago so you can see it partway through the uh build and i tell you what would be great in is if we could do another episode now that it's finished you know so once yeah. you and your your lovely wife have moved in i'll uh i'll pop over next time i'm in belfast and we can uh we can do a follow-up episode of the finished one and then, of course, the the new one starting. That would be good. Yeah. But, guys, if you want to see the actual uh, development, the site, beautiful, rural uh, Northern Ireland, uh, then pop over to the YouTube uh, channel and you can find that uh, episode with Mr. Ian Jackson himself. Fantastic, Ian. I'm so delighted for you, mate. This second one that you're building, will you sell that or will you hang on to that?
1: Um we'll hold on there for uh, for a little while um, my son's going to move into it so uh and that will help us to gain the uh, the profit tax free
0: ah so if he lives in it for a bit you can get yeah. good lending on it and then you've got your capital gains tax yeah. you're a smart cookie and i like it um have you had the same staycation boom over there in northern ireland that we've had here in england and wales Yeah, uh, not
1: just as not just as big no there, okay. there is one, but not just as, uh, as, as uh,
0: aggressive as yours. is. okay, because at the moment everything I'm looking at, I'm thinking, can we do that as a uh, yeah. as a holiday let? Just because the, yeah. the, the the profits are through the roof. Um, I've um, and I, I was thinking it's a beautiful location. I bet that would work really well as a holiday let. So maybe when your son moves out, it might be an opportunity. Or um,
1: yeah, maybe we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Maybe we're, um,
0: we're, maybe we're, get a caravan uh, in your garden. that he moves into every time you let his house out (laughs) is this matthew we're talking about yes yeah he'll love me for saying that (laughs) only joking matthew only joking Get a little, work, get one of those um, log cabins at the end of your garden. You know, Ian. Thanks for coming on, mate. Thank you for sharing your perspective on the uh, on development. I think you've done a, a stunning job, given that you were doing this really for the first time and doing it alongside building your your EPP business in in Ireland. I'm I'm delighted for you. Just finally, how much time? Would you recommend someone who's going to build a property, which was a single detached four bed, from start to finish? How much time a week do you think they need to budget?
1: It's all about the people again, because I have seven other projects that i that I have uh, live with another uh, maintenance team that we're because we've got uh, six flips and um, another one about to come on that we're p- preparing at the moment. So I didn't have I did not have a lot of time to spend on, on site. Mm-hmm. Nor nor did my wife. Uh, it, it, we just were were very fortunate that the uh, that the knows what to get on with. I would have met him there maybe once a week. You know, mm-hmm. now at this moment in time, as we're getting to a close, and they're trying to get there every day. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not there every day, we're speaking on the phone, and yeah. uh, you know, we've we've captured what his his advice is just so solid. You know, when he comes on to me and he says, "Look, you know, I think we need to change this." I'm saying go for it, Tom, you know because mm. uh, you know I, I just I just know that he's not he's he's not coming on to change something for to charge me more, yeah because, he, he, because he's not in for the profit and the data because he's getting his management fee. that's a big help, I think you know it it it, it separates you know where the money's coming from
0: it puts you on the same page as him, doesn't it? It puts yeah. you on the same team, and I think that's very valuable, yeah yeah, it's a, it's a nice way of working. I think you've hit on a, on a winning formula. Fantastic. Ian, it's always great to chat, mate. I love your pearls of wisdom. I, uh, I always learn something whenever we, uh, chat and, um, I will look forward to coming over to, uh, I think next month I'm over in Northern Ireland. So I'll look forward to seeing you then until next time, ladies and gents. Happy investing. Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property
1: investment.